Hey friend, all the things that we talk about every week start and end in the mind. So I thought it was only right to help you on your greatness journey by creating the Through My Eyes 28-Day Mind Shift Journal. This four-week prompted journal is divided into four sections about gratitude, about ability, about unlearning, and about manifestation. Each section has daily writing exercises and weekly tasks to help you solidify the mindset shift. And at the end of each week, you'll be creating personal affirmations that will be used at the end of day 28 to create a custom mind shift mantra. The Through My Eyes 28 Day Mind Shift Journal is available now on Amazon. There's also a link in the show notes to purchase your copy. Thank you so much for supporting, and now let's start the episode. where I give you whole life perspective on business relationships and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. This is week four of the unlearning series. Before you're able to fully possess every single thing that is yours, there are some things that you need to shut off of yourself. Some of these things you were taught Some you developed out of necessity or survival, and some have always been lingering, taking up unnecessary space. So no matter how it came to be, you owe it to yourself to let go, to make room for better. And as I've been saying, this series is not exhaustive, but I wanted to talk about some of the unlearnings that have helped me in hopes that they can help you too. This week, I want to talk to you about unlearning thin love. I was going back and forth between thin love and struggle love, but I settled on thin love because I think it better encompasses what many of us are exposed to. Um, the, The term thin love was used in Toni Morrison's book, Beloved, where she said, love is ordained. Thin love ain't love at all. And ain't that the truth? (laughs) Thin love ain't love at all. Thin love is barely there. Like when you think of something that's thin, you can hardly see it, right? Thin love is enough to find other things to justify you staying. It's, It's when the love is thin, but maybe the the family is good. Maybe the friends are good. Maybe other things can justify you staying because it's not nothing. And maybe when we bolster the thinness of the love with other things, it feels thicker, even if just for a moment, right? But thin love, even when we can find enough to justify staying, is not enough to ever make us feel comfort or security, which I think which I know are so important, so, so important. And thin love is extreme. When you're the giver of thin, when the giver of thin love feels you slipping away, 
They may inject passion and energy way higher and thicker than what you're used to getting from them to get you to stay with them. And then things will absolutely always thin out again. And this is usually where we see high passion and then really low, a bunch of highs, a bunch of lows over and over again, right? That's usually thin love because it's it's never secure, as I said, right? And it's never fully comfortable. So you get these bouts of goodness that can maybe tide you over long enough so that when it dies down again, you can get another quick injection, right? And the problem with thin love is that it rewires the way that we think. The instability of the ups and downs can sometimes be perceived as passion. And I think this is one of the worst side effects of thin love. Call it struggle love, call it whatever you want, but I think this is one of the worst. Where we perceive the ups and downs, the extremes as passion when in fact it's instability and this becomes so ingrained into us that a peaceful relationship one that rides the middle rides the average for the most part is seen as boring uninspiring because we've been used to to the roller coaster that we don't deserve to even be on in the first place right and Another side effect is seeing people we know in long-term relationships where emotions are devoid, but commitment persists in spite of. This in itself can have you feeling like less than thin love is good enough. And I think this is really where the unlearning happens, right? Because many of us have been exposed through our parents, through guardians, through cultural norms that endurance is the goal that commitment to BS, commitment to less than is the goal. And that if somebody is giving you thin love, but they still come home every day and they pay the bills, but you're not emotionally satisfied, where the emotions are devoid, you should still stick it through because that's what our foremothers did. And this is thin, thin love and we deserve good, good love. (laughs) So that's one of the ones that I think really makes the struggle heavier because we've been seeing this, right? Um, As a Nigerian woman, I have heard truly depressing things like um, a mother of multiple children, male and female children, told me that the only way her daughter could come back home after being married or leave the relationship is if her husband hits her first. And you see how I didn't stop at hits her. I said hits her first, which, which is, well, which means that throughout our discussion, what she had said was if her daughter were to be the one to perpetuate the discussion and it were to escalate and her daughter were to, let's say, be physical with her spouse and he were to reciprocate that physicality, it was okay. This blew my mind. I And I went on, you know me, I asked questions. <laughs> I asked, okay, what about cheating? Nope, you endure. What about, what about him having a kid outside of the home? Oh, you endure. So 
her children, male and female, are both being exposed to this type of information, which does what? Encourages men, her sons, to give thin love. Pay the bills. Keep a roof over their head. Pay the school fees of your children. And what does that tell the woman? Her daughters? To be grateful for a roof over your head. Emotion? Eh. If you get it, lovely. If you don't, mm. But stay committed to that, right? And if a mother who is not my mother is telling me this as not her daughter, you could only imagine the life that she has lived, her and her spouse and the example that they have set for their children implicitly without ever having to say it, just watching, right? And that's why I'm saying a lot of the things that we need to unlearn are not things that we even that we even consciously know are, are operating in our lives. There are things that we have seen so much from media, through the people closest to us, through cultural norms, that they are unstated and they become a reality that unfortunately we're trapped in, right? Knowing what you need, yet seeing and being told by others that they don't have it, yet they are fine, can have you settling in your needs. This is another one, right? And this kind of goes back to like scarcity or even goes back to overambition, which were the past two weeks where somebody will tell you that what you want is not, is not what they have and they're doing okay. And for that reason, they will try to convince you and justify to you to bring down the standards of the things that you want. Like, I'm not talking about vanity metrics here. I'm talking about things that you know the absence of them in your life will have a grave impact on your mental health and your ability to show up in the world in every single capacity you can at your best. And someone will say, oh, well, my spouse never does that for me and I'm fine. Or I've never seen that before and I'm okay. And we and this is like this is like struggle <laughs> like right this is struggle love this is struggle mentality this is thin love yes you might have been okay and that's okay i'm happy for you whomever you are but that doesn't mean that what you want as a person who wants something different from something that somebody else has been okay with is invalidated in any way shape or form Unlearning thin love starts with a mindset shift of how you see yourself and what you deserve. If you do not see yourself as worthy of more than what has been available, no matter what you say, you're going to continue to attract the same type of people to your life. And this is mostly geared towards romantic relationships but it's also geared towards friendships it's also geared towards workplaces it's it's geared towards anywhere where you're interacting with someone where you should be the one to set the precedent of what's important to you how you should be treated and then people will follow suit as i've said before if you offer yourself up as at a discount nobody's gonna pay full price for you so it's up to you to know the value that you bring to the table truly be convicted in that value and from there set the precedent to not accommodate anything less because people are always going to come in and try to test you people are always going to come in and negotiate less money than what you're worth People are always going to try and use you and not give you anything in return. And you owe it to yourself because at the end of the day, who do we, who do we come back to ourselves at the end of the day? Who do we sleep with ourselves? Who's in our mind ourselves, not anybody else, right? 
So first, you need to ask yourself what you want. What do you want out of the relationship? What do you want out of the friendship? What do you want out of the business? What do you want out of the partnership? Ask yourself this honestly, truthfully, and unashamed. Write it all down. Write out write, those things that make you stutter, those things that make you flinch, write them down. Because there's a reason why you're flinching. It's probably not because you don't think you deserve it. It's because you've been taught that asking for too much is greedy when in fact there's an abundance and you deserve your portion of that pie to the full extent that it is available to you, friend. And then you need to deem yourself worthy of it. All of those lofty things that you wrote down unashamed, you need to deem yourself worthy of it. If you're not convicted that you are worthy of your wants, then you will settle for whatever you're given, which will often be less. Because even us as individuals who want more, we are always looking for the easy way out. And you don't want to not know who you are and then become the easy way out for thin love. You don't deserve that, right? And one of the best ways to get to this place of bolstering and unlearning this thin struggle love is to date yourself. Dating yourself is doing the things that you want to be done for you to yourself. And I recently started doing this quite a bit, actually. (laughs) And it's been lovely. Like, I'm not even going to lie. It's been lovely. It, It shifts your perspective of yourself. The things that I would want done for me, the things that I feel like, oh, if somebody truly cares for me, they would do this for me. I do it for myself first. And this gets you, this gets you used to seeing, acknowledging and embracing what what you want out of life and creating a boundary around accepting it and blocking out everything that's not it, right? If you say, oh, I want someone, let's pick something arbitrary to, to buy me a giant bouquet of flowers. And yet when you go to order a bouquet of flowers, you see the price and you flinch. And then you say, whoa, why would someone spend this much on something that's going to die? Then when somebody gets you flowers, you won't even fully be able to absorb it because you don't even think you're deserving of spending that type of money on you. I hope I'm, I hope I'm communicating this well. I truly, (laughs) I truly hope I'm communicating this well, but that's the thing, right? Like you need to get used to doing those things. I wine and dine myself. I, I luxuriate myself. I'm turning my bedroom into a hotel room. I want my life to look like the things that I aspire to outside of because my reality in my opinion, deserves to be equivalent. I do not want to have to go away somewhere for three days and then dread coming back to my reality because it's a shadow of that thing. When I have the ability to do that for myself, like I only use white towels. Now I'm doing a bunch of different things, turning on candles, spraying perfume, even though I don't leave the house, dressing nice in the house, making myself feel good and justifying to myself that I am worth these things, right? Dating yourself will also have you filling the space while you wait for worthy love. Because sometimes thin love gets a hold of us because it is thicker than the emptiness. Thin love is thicker than nothing. So the best way to mitigate this risk is to fill that space. You know when people say, oh, stop doing something? 
when we stop it and we get bored and our mind goes to, oh, well, if I was, if I was doing that thing, that's what I'd be doing right now. And I don't know what to do that, that increases the opportunity for us to go back to that thing we don't want to do. But when you fill that space, you're not going to, you're not going to feel as nervous about that gap because you have literally filled that gap with something worthy, way more worthy than that thin love, right? So if it's a Friday night and you're like, oh my gosh, I I would love to go out right now and I'm bored and you might be tempted to pick up the phone and call up that person who will give you attention, but after the attention, you might be like, ugh, I, I regret calling. Take yourself out. What would you like to do today? What would make you happy? What would make you feel loved? Do it for yourself. I've been doing solo movies and all of this stuff and it feels so good. And it and I'm doing it because I'm showering myself with love. I deserve to feel a certain type of way and I will give myself the responsibility of doing that. And when somebody comes along who wants to match that energy, I'm not going to be enamored because I've never seen it before. I'm going to be open to accepting it because I already feel worthy of it because I'm already doing it for myself. And that's where you need to get to. And another thing that I'll say is measure yourself against your best self, not against not as bad. And what I mean by this is that sometimes we will look at a situation And not fully be satisfied, but then we'll console ourselves in knowing that it's not as bad as somebody else's situation. And this is a recipe for disaster. That's playing limbo. And we do not want to play limbo. We do do not want to feel better because we're low, but not as low as somebody else. We want to, you want to be at the best version of yourself. You want to measure yourself against your best self. So yes, you might be in a relationship that is not satisfying emotionally, but somebody's in a physically abusive relationship. That shouldn't be consolation for you. You shouldn't feel happy that you're at least you're not there because you know where else you're not somewhere satisfying for you. So that's what we need to measure ourselves against. And I find that we do this a lot to console ourselves. And that's not, that's not good consoling. That's not good because then you end up in a place where you're just happy to be chosen. No, you're a prize. You're the prize. And when you determine that to be true by shifting your mindset and putting yourself in a place where you truly understand what you're worth and you're not willing to settle you will enjoy that prize in yourself and then somebody will see that in you and be forced to step up to that level because you don't have room for thin love because you filled it with self-love, which is the most important thing, right? Love is an inside job first. The way you give it to yourself, the way you think you're worth it is then how somebody, anybody, friends, family, loved ones can meet you at that place, right? So friend, you are worthy of full love from yourself to yourself, and from others to you. The things you decide bring you love, peace, and joy. Do not let them slip, because with them will fall parts of you that bring light. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.